Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Couch Chiefs podcast, to where we give you everything in the world of NASCAR. Uh, even though that's not our slogan, it's giving a young fan's perspective <laughs> of the world of NASCAR. Uh, I figure I switched things up a little, so that way, in case yeah. you're paying attention. <laughs> Th- um, thanks. I, I was I was sleeping over here, but thanks. I, I you woke me up now. Oh, I did. Did I? Yes, you did. I, I I'm living over here in Spain without the S right now, like. It's been a terrible weekend for us Hendrick fans. We needed two drivers to finish the race. Both of them wrecked out. And even our, you know, guy that's going for the regular season championship wrecked out as well. So we're having a great weekend. Such great. This is Christopher Bell from uh, LA Coliseum. This, we're having fun. We're having this fun. fun. <laughs> this season's uh, been great. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like we're going to have two drivers miss the playoffs or anything, which I hate to say it, but bud... I think you. I think your team is living in Spain without the S as well. That's uh, fine. It's <laughs> fine. Everything's okay. Remember oh, how the? Okay. You know how Harvick like is in his retirement tour and like oh I don't know last year he went on this really good tear of winning two races in a row. Well, guess what? Busher just took that and said, "Hey, I'm going to do it myself." So, you know. Well, speaking of Christopher Busher and uh, going back to back, we've missed Richmond, which. Um, even within itself, it's been a long one. Uh, both of us have been having our exciting adventures. Yeah, I got um, I got the COVIDs, so you know it's hard to kind of do you know podcast when you're sick. So you know you can uh, you can blame me. Uh, and also, I've been having too much of a good time at uh, dirt tracks with uh, our previous guests, uh, Evan Garvey and Cameron Johnson. Um, Shout yeah, out to those we guys. Yeah. Shout out to our, <laughs> our previous guests. Um, went to Fayetteville. Uh, can't remember the specific dates, but during the weekend of Richmond, uh, I went to Fayetteville. Uh, that was a good experience. Uh, the racing was good. Uh, had a car flip. I forgot to mention oh. to you that at uh, before this started. Uh, one car flipped, caught on fire, wasn't fun, but fortunately... Uh, they're okay. Uh, they're, like, everybody's okay, right? Yeah, everyone's okay. Uh, okay, good, so, good. Far. So, um, so far. So uh, far. <laughs> and then um, this past weekend, during the Michigan weekend, I went to Lawrence County, which uh, even within that self, it was the um, trip of hell. I'll just say it for the uh, short abbreviated term for that weekend. Um, it was not fun. Um, I think I would have rather been happy sick than go through that again. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all for me. Uh, of course, our buddy Levi here got sick. So yeah, that wasn't fun either. So we would rather have a healthy episode talking about what's going on. Um, of course, a lot has happened. So yeah, the trucks at Richmond, uh, Xfinity at Road America, which was hands down the best race of the weekend. And then Christopher Busher and RFK dominating richmond and here we are now at michigan which i personally love this race i love michigan tell me your thoughts about it so yeah no michigan has honestly been one of those tracks to where like i honestly think it's one of the more underrated tracks on our schedule um i think in our in nascar right and I hate to say it, but like Michigan falls in this like weird area to where like, you know, in the NASCAR schedule, 
usually fans are like watching either at like the beginning of the season and then it kind of just tapers off and then like you may get like a little spike for like the playoffs or whatever just because you know start of the playoffs but very rarely because that doesn't really happen but you know you kind of like at certain points in the schedule you get like different viewership counts right so like 600 is always big the bristol night race the southern 500 right but like the part of the schedule that we're in right now just doesn't really get as much notice right even though we've had a really good race at pocono we kind of had a snooze fest at richmond now we have a really good one at michigan and it's like man um Gee, if only people were, you know, actually tuning in and watching this, which it doesn't help as well when your race is on USA and not, you know, NBC as well. But um, that's that's a topic for another discussion there. But overall, Michigan, I think as a whole, uh, is a really good track just because it almost kind of reminds me of Auto Club, except it's more one lane. The problem with Michigan, and this may be kind of a problem, maybe not, is that this track is it's one lane. Uh, you can make passes like on the very bottom, which it does have progressive banking. Uh, but the bottom lane, honestly, nobody usually goes down there unless it's like a restart. Uh, but this week you could actually make it work with a slide job or whatever. So that was kind of nice. But you saw a couple drivers not be able to pull it off. Seabell did it. Um, guy like Kyle Bush, he wrecked out from doing it. But I think another part of it as well is that like Michigan is such a draft-heavy track as well. You had a lot of dirty air at play. You saw Chase Elliott spin. I I don't know if that was because of dirty air or tire issue, but uh, uh, tire issue. Yeah, it was not because of dirty air. But yeah. fun fact to that one. Um, so I was watching it uh, with my buddy Spencer and our friends, and uh, this was Wyatt's last day being in North Carolina. Uh, he went back to Florida uh, for school. And uh, he he just said this most out of pocket thing that just turned into the most bizarre jaw dropping moment that I think I have ever seen from Wyatt. Uh, but then yet again, Wyatt is Wyatt. For I'm sorry, we had a whole episode with this man, and you're telling me this is the whole jaw jaw dropping one. <laughs> you'll you'll be intrigued to hear this. All right. Um, so he was joking by saying, "Oh yeah, Chase Elliott's a lap down." And we were like, what? And Elliot was running where he was running, right? On the lead lap, everything else. He said, dude, Chase Elliott's a lap down. Next thing you know, tire popped and he crashed. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I guess he's a lap down now. <laughs> yep, there there you go. That that would explain it. Yeah, no, that, oh, that absolutely sucked. Because um, I don't know if you know this, but you know we could have gotten in on points with Chase and Bowman, but at this point, not anymore. Uh, that, that dream is basically gone. So both drivers basically have to win their way in at either Indianapolis, Watkins Glen, or Daytona. I'm sorry, Bowman ain't winning his way in. Like, he ain't getting in. Uh, Chase, he, he's got one chance at Watkins Glen. That's it. Uh, so this year, I think we're going to only have 200 drivers in the playoff. But at the same time, like, it's kind of a throwaway year anyway for Bowman and Chase. I don't think they were going to make it that far anyway. So... I'm fine with somebody else taking the two spots, but uh, man, wow. Storehouse Racing, bud, I tell you, Harvick, I thought Harvick was going to either win at Richmond or Michigan this year. It ain't happening. There's another Ford team that's starting to show their uh, magic a little bit more now. Yeah, it seems that way, but, uh, you know, it's, um, I still think there is a win on the horizon. Uh, it 
may not be soon, but I know it's coming. Uh, whether it is from Harvick or uh, Priest, Briscoe, or uh, Almirola, it's going to happen at some point this year. I just know it. I do wholeheartedly believe that there will be a win uh, in the chamber for SHR. Um, the The runs have been good. They, you know, it seems like now that these guys are starting to pick up on pace now, um, then struggle. Um, there, there has been some rough moments within the race, but I, I think they're starting to gain their groove a little bit back now, um, to where they are starting to catch up and get back to where they need to be. Um, if you don't believe me, you look at last week at Richmond, they had a really good run. Uh, Ryan Priest got his first top five and top 10 of the season. Um, sure. It did take a while getting used to a uh, new team, new car, um, he hasn't really driven much of the next gens. This is his first uh, full-time season, but uh, for the most part, um, yeah, it's it's been a while for Priest, but I I think now they're starting to finally get the groove. And um, while yes, most of them are not going to make the playoffs unless if something happens at the road courses and Daytona. Um, you know, yeah, it may not be it, but who's to say next year? You know we won't see all four of them make it in. So um, only time will tell. We'll find out. But uh, for the most part. Uh, well, I'm gonna, yeah. So I'll, I'll put it in this way. Um, if I'm a Storthaus fan or a Ford, uh, like a Ford fan in general, right? You got to be frustrated because like the biggest problem that Ford has right now, it's aerodynamics. Um, and like what's kind of weird about it is that like this whole year, They've been off, it seems like, when it comes to bigger tracks, except for Michigan. Like, every single time Ford comes to Michigan, they just show out because, you know, it's basically home field, you know, for Ford. But, uh, yeah, no, Ford has struggled tremendously, except when you put them on a short track, right? You take them to Michigan, you take them to, like, Martinsville with Priest. Uh, Ford just has the speed, right? The problem that Ford has this year is aero. And I got to tell you, like, that is going to be something that needs to be worked on in the offseason. And I don't blame Stuart Haas Racing's struggles uh, purely on that team. Like, it's a lot of it is manufacturer right now. And I just hate to say it, like, it's just one of those things you're just going to have to kind of just grit your teeth on and get through this season with and hope for, you know, does something in the offseason to kind of correct that. Because, my goodness, uh, it's not just Stuart Haas that's having problems like Penske. They're off as a whole as well. Like, even though Blaney's been kind of the bright spot and Logano's been, you know, just picking up points where he can, Cindric has been absolutely terrible. Blaney can't find a, like, pint of consistency. Then you have, you know, um, RFK, which is starting to become, like, the bright spot of Ford now with their back-to-back wins at Richmond and uh, Michigan. Uh, but, yeah, no, like, it's been, it's been rough for Ford, uh, for sure. Now, I have a question for you, Austin, right? And I've been wondering this now since we just saw it. Chris Busher has just like, I think, I, I wouldn't say he's like the top forward right now in NASCAR, but he just he ripped is. off. I, I, don't, I don't think so. It's still Harvick just because I think Harvick's the, still the most consistent driver out there. Like, Busher's been good. Don't, don't get me wrong. But like, I think Harvick's still the most consistent forward out there right now. Uh, but Busher, like, man. Honestly, like, like, I don't even know what to really ask here besides, like, did you expect this from Chris Buescher? Like, th- it almost just seems like out of the blue. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, 
I'm thrown off as anybody, but out of out of their performance uh just the last year and to this year now it's kind of not hard to overlook it i mean when brad Keselowski walked into that shop he definitely made some changes that were for the better uh as you saw last year they got their first win in over how many years uh oh, since man, I, um, I wouldn't say matt kenseth but uh, it's been a while since they won over at Roush, and ever since Brad Kozlowski has stepped in, you know, he really did make a really good decision of keeping Chris Buescher. Um And the progress is paying off, and I know with Brad Kozlowski right now, um, as much as he's loving this right now, he's also really got to be just frustrated as well because the card that I decided to take... Um, or help build, so to speak, um, and the driver that you know I want for my future of my team is having so much more success than me that it's really fueling the fire for Brad Keselowski and one to win more races um, and also be on the same path as Chris Buescher. Now, uh, I do believe at some point Brad will win in that six card. There's no question uh, about that, but for Chris Buescher right now, it is pretty much uh, it's such an income true, really. I mean, he has more wins yeah. than Ross Chastain right now. Let this, that sink this, in. Yeah, this season, yes. No, that, no, in general. No, oh, wait, in what? general. He has oh. four wins. Ross has three. And Buescher has what now? Four? Yeah, this is his fourth win because it was Holy Pocono, crap. Bristol, Richmond, and Michigan. So pretty much he's won. Well, no way. He hasn't won a road course yet, but he's won at a two mile track and a short track. He has yet to win at a super speedway and a road course. But, you, but look at the speed. I know, but here's the thing look at the speed that they've had at super speedways like your Atlanta's, Daytona's, and Talladega's. Like RFK is going to pop off, I think, at some point at one of those tracks as well. But like, so I'm looking at the points here as well, right? And Brad K is eighth in points. You got to remember, this team literally had the biggest points penalty in NASCAR history handed down to them um, last Last year. year. Yeah, and they literally were hanging around like the 28th, the 30th area in points. Like, it was bad uh, for Big Bad Brad. But, you know, you had Busher on the other hand, who was, you know, they were struggling. But, I mean, it wasn't near as bad as what Brad had to go through. Now this team... 8th in points with Brad K, 11th in points with Chris Busher, and two wins now with Busher. Like, I gotta tell you, dream come true for RFK, but they still have more work to do. Now, I will put it this way. Busher, I'm not gonna lie, whenever I heard Brad K was gonna go over to RFK, rebuild that team, right? Busher, I had questions about, right? Like, is this gonna be the guy that you want to hang your hat on when you're rebuilding a team, right? 2022, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe things are not, you know, great right now over there with them because the whole penalty. Then late 2022, like Busher gets the Bristol night race win, absolutely huge, right? And kind of helps him, you know, be able to keep his seat for another year, right? This year, he rips off a win at Richmond and Michigan. How does he do it? Literally just by having a mistake-free day and letting things around him kind of just go off. And he just, you know basically takes care of his equipment, goes out there and does what he needs to. Like that is all you can really ask for out of a driver. 
And I mean, it, it's two wins now. It's 10 playoff points. Like, my goodness, like if you're RFK right now, you got to be absolutely happy. Now, here's the thing. Can you actually get Busher or Brad to at least the round of eight? That's my question. I'm not expecting championship four this season. That's not what I'm expecting. But can you get them to the round of eight? That's what I want to know. Uh, it seems possible, but uh, at the end of the day, we never know. Um, I mean, you could say the same thing of how they thought of Harvick last year, and then you saw what mm-hmm. happened to Harvick. But um, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the same scenario like it was last year. Uh, I do feel like Busher is going to make it a little deep in. Um, I think the round of eight could be possible. But um, speaking of playoffs and stuff like that, you know, um, it is really getting close. And obviously the day that Chase Elliott had is not an idealistic one. Uh, Bowman had a really, really strong day at Michigan. And obviously he had some problems, which is not idealistic for them either. Um, I feel like realistically the out of the two who has a better shot is definitely Chase Elliott. If he wins at either IMS or um, Watkins Glen, it's, it's just kind of a 50, 50 ordeal. And if he, doesn't win at either of those tracks and he goes into Daytona walking in there, uh, just know that he will be one aggressive driver because um, if you've seen in past times, Elliot's gotten aggressive and has wrecked at Daytona. But um, obviously IMS will definitely be a, a big circle on that calendar is because you have so many road course ringers that are coming in. You have Jensen Button, Kamoi Kobayashi, Shane Van Gisbergen, who's coming back. Uh, Mike Rockenfeller, who's replacing Noah Gregson uh, this week. Uh, we'll talk more about that maybe later or not. We'll see how this goes. Um, let's see. Anybody else? Uh, there's also... Um, so there's somebody else from the V8 supercars. I, I forget his name, but uh, it's like, anyways, he's driving the 33 car for uh, Richard Childress. Oh, um, um Cody. Um, it's not Cody. It's not Cody. Uh, uh, it's not Cody. Where it's not Cody. Where it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. Cody he's coming, he's, he's, he's he's coming back. Presence. What? <laughs> he's coming back. Wow! <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. It's like, um, oh, Brody Kostecki, isn't that it? Brody Kostecki, yeah, you there said it and didn't botch it. Good for you. I know, bravo for me. Yay. Uh, <laughs> anyways. I um, finally got one over on you. Let's go. <laughs> well, like, here's the thing. It was, um, well, let's have NBC have a good time trying to pronounce their names correctly. Oh, good God. You know that's going to be like an absolute tongue twister for those guys for Indie Road oh. Course. like. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be bad to listen. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dale Jr.'s in the booth. Everything's great. But the problem is, and it's NBC, and it's still good oh, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. But that that comment right there that you just made is absolutely true. And I'm going to feel bad for both V8 <laughs> Supercross drivers. That's not oh, going yeah. I tell you, you know, you know, like, here's the thing. I know that we're still like on Michigan and all that stuff with this episode, but like, since we're already on like indie road course, right? Like I just, I wonder, right? Like you're term one, you know, term one is going to be a meme. You know, it is going to absolutely, because here's the thing, right? I was going back and thinking about Chicago. You know what the difference is between the Chicago race and what's going to happen at Indianapolis at Chicago, unless there's going to be rain at Indy, which is possible uh, this season. But uh, with Chicago, 
thanks to the rain, we actually had single file restarts. The thing about it is we're going to have double file restarts now. And I got to tell you, Shane Van Gisbergen, uh, Kobayashi, Brody Light, watch out in turn one. Those guys are absolutely going to kamikaze you going into turn one, like with a double file restart. Like this ain't going to be like Chicago. Like you're going to absolutely get run over, I think. Oh, um, those guys are definitely going to go ahead and dominate the field because um, it is not hard to find to see those guys going to be up front. I don't um, know. I don't know if that's going to be like, I don't know. Like, let me put it this way, right? It's not that I doubt that they're not going to be, you know, up front contending for the win. It's more or less like I doubt that they're going to absolutely dominate the race. Because even Shane, whenever he was at Chicago, like he didn't lead every single lap. Like he was still kind of mired in the field. Granted, he was one of the fastest cars out there. Now, once, you know, the field kind of single filed out and he had time to make his way to the field, that's when he just, you know, absolutely whooped everybody. But it's like this time we're not at a street course now. We're we're in kind of like a little bit more of NASCAR's ball ball field here. So we'll see. Yeah, it's um it's going to be something watching that race, and uh, I promise you, it's it's going to be a very interesting indie road course, and especially if if the talks of going back to the oval um, is going to happen next year, this will definitely be uh, a really good send off for Indianapolis. But to go back to Michigan, uh, it's kind of the point of the subject. We'll get more into picks and everything about that later on. Um, Martin Truex, uh, that's all I got to say. Martin Truex, it's Monday Martin. Monday, Martin, uh, I guess apparently James Small or somebody at Joe Gibbs Racing looked at the 19 car and uh, then he looked at the sky and was like, you know what, it might rain on this Sunday, but Monday, oh, dude, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be Monday, Martin, and Martin Truex does not disappoint. He just signed another uh, year with Joe Gibbs Racing, which is perfect, and now it's scary because it's he's the points leader. He's... <laughs> But he here's was the, so good. He was, but here's my question: Is it isn't it like another one year deal? Yes, essentially that's, that is. I wonder. See, that's what I wonder about. Like with Truex's contract, I wonder why. Because this is now what uh, three years straight now that where like he's had one year deals. The fourth year. Fourth year. Like that's what I find so weird about like his contract, especially. It's almost as if like. I can't tell. It's almost like as if like something isn't keeping Truex there long term. I don't know if it's like Joe Gibbs doesn't want to keep him there long term just because of his age, or if it's like a sponsor thing that could be possible. Like I don't know what it is with Martin, but they can't keep him around for like more than one year. Like it's almost like something. I don't know if it's with Joe Gibbs or if it's maybe with Martin waiting on something else going on in the background that we don't know. That's it's just weird. Well, um. Junior but, Motorsports. That's what that's what I keep thinking. Like, if, if Junior gets a charter, I mean, no, I don't think so. I'll, I'll be honest with you because um, I think it might have been more on uh, somebody in the Xfinity Series that's kind of the points leader, but he's uh, probably going to go to a different ride. John Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't um, blame that. I don't. Yeah, and I, I think it, there's a lot of there is a lot of speculation for Truex, but I I think it's. I don't know. I, I think, for me at least, I think Truex might be. I think the reason why he's doing these one-year contracts is only because I think he's he's kind of fading out on it. Even though uh, people around his age, like obviously, like when you see like people like Kevin Harvick or 
Kurt Busch and several other guys that have been around his age uh, have a lot of success. I mean, this is the most success I've seen uh, Martin direct out of, what, the past two years? Um, yeah. It was definitely abysmal, and I really do think he should have won uh, Homestead. I think that was one race that was missed out, but uh, thank you, Larson. <laughs> uh, on pit road, but that was more on tricks than anything. But, um, but this year, I mean, um, I thought after the one off at the LA Coliseum, I real we didn't really think much about Martin tricks, and then, um, the 75th year anniversary. Who knows that they love Mondays apparently, and then Martin tricks was like, oh, I love Mondays too. One at Dover, one at Sonoma, which was on a Sunday, mind you. So not every day is on Monday. Days one, um, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, and now, <laughs> uh, well, it would have been Michigan had it not been for a really excellent strategy by uh, the RFK group. But <laughs> I, I love the memes that came out of this. It's like Monday Martin, you can't beat me, and then it's uh, NASCAR Cup Series or whatever, and it's like, yeah, but we know he can, and it's Chris Busher. <laughs> like, yeah, I absolutely Perfect. love it because it's like. Yeah, Monday Martin, like, my goodness, is OP. Like, that is, like, the most overpowered, like, you know, person you can ever have on your, like, NASCAR roster. And then all of a sudden, Chris Buescher just is like, yep, sorry, I'm going to take away that uh, Monday Martin uh, power that you have, which I thought was just absolutely amazing. But, yeah, no, like, I don't know what it is about, like, Martin Truex and just winning on Mondays. Like, when dude wins, like, when it comes to Mondays, like, dude absolutely wins. But here's the thing as well. If you ever have a race that's kind of like a caution fest and Truex isn't like dominating every single lap, like it's usually as well a good sign that he might not win. Like if the race is a snooze fest and he's leading every single lap, he's going to win. It's oh, just yeah, a, absolutely. It's just a rule of thumb. Like Sonoma, remember when we did that episode and we just basically didn't even talk about the Sonoma race? And then, you know, um, golly, New Hampshire, you know, that, that race was basically. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a nothing race, but like he dominated that race, hands down, dominated. Well, hands, oh, hands down. I mean, but I, I feel like more, more of Sonoma's where he just dominated. But then yet again, when you watch those races, it's, well, I think of Dover, and it's like wherever you find Truex, you you find um, Ross Chastain, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and even Nashville too, but. Um, you know, I, I I was watching a YouTube video, and I I do agree with um, some of you may know him, real Radman, but I I do agree that in an essence they kind of showed their cards uh, a little too early, uh, especially within stage two, um, because we all knew that Martin had a really good car, and um, you know it wasn't that hard to tell on Sunday, and it really wasn't hard to tell on Monday, um, but. I'll be honest with you, stage two threw me in a loop. Um was watching it at work and all my jaw just could not stop hanging off the floor. Uh Martin just zip zam zoomed through the pack and I, I didn't think he was gonna I thought he was gonna pass both. Uh I couldn't remember who he passed early, but um whoever was in third, but I thought he was going to send Suarez and another driver three wide to pass for the lead. Oh, and he was like, wasn't no, it, I think it was Brad K. Yeah. He, he almost sent Brad Kazalaski and Daniel Suarez three wide just to win the stage. 
but instead uh, he decided to side draft off of them and actually timed it perfect to get the stage win. So I have a question for you, Austin, because like I'm starting to think this now. Like, who is the best team this year? Uh, like, whenever it comes down, we still got like what uh, three races before we you know crown a regular season champion, right? And I gotta ask, like, through 23 races this year, we've seen. Uh, we got right now Truex as our points leader. Denny's actually second now with uh, Byron in third. And it's like, and then you got C Bell back and forth. And then I don't know if you would say Harvick's the best this year, but he is in fifth uh, in points. And then you have Larson somehow in sixth. But I mean, this year, right? Like, I think if we were to narrow it down to maybe the top four, you got Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Christopher Bell. Like, which one's the best driver this year? Because, like, honestly, with how close the points has been, like, I don't really know. Byron, I think, is the luckiest driver this year. I think Denny's been uh, just quietly picking up points where he needs to. Uh, Truex has been absolutely, I think, I think Truex is the best this year. But even C. Bell right now, like, it's scary how close he is on points as well. Um, 23-11. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, 23 and 23. Bubba <laughs> oh, yeah, comes up and wins the championship somehow. I, uh, if that happened, I, I wouldn't know what would happen. I'll be all honest the, with you. If, the, if that happened this year, I don't know what would happen. Like, honestly, I'd be like, <laughs> what happened? All the boomers just riot all of a sudden at Michigan. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that would, uh, oh, oh yeah. Just imagine Twitter. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to picture that. Anyways, um, I I don't want to picture it in that sense. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Bubba Wallace win a championship, but I would love it in that reason. I don't love it on the other reason. If you pick I up what I'm you putting mean. down, I I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah, it's like it'd be a good thing for him, but it'd be a bad thing for him. You know, so, um. So, anyways, I, I, I mean, we just talked about him. It's Martin Truex. I mean, there's no way around it other than Joe Gibbs has definitely been the, just the dominant cars of the year. I mean, other than Hendrick, but I mean, that's about it. I mean, it's hard not to say who's going to win the championship this year, other than it could be Hamlin, it could be Truex. I, I feel like those two have been very close to each other. That it's kind of hard to say. Well, you know, um, I think. It's gonna. It's it's a toss up. So it's, uh, it's definitely. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely either uh, Hamlin or Truex at this point. Um, but if I were gonna have a surprise pick, I'd say William Byron. I mean, at this point, it does seem likely that Byron could win a championship. Um, obviously, he's had the better look out of his three other teammates. Um, let's make that clear. I mean, Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick are kind of one and the same, even though, yes, I know Reddick is not in Hendrick, but, um, you know, Kyle Larson's had a up and down year, but then yet again, he's still winning races and he's sixth in points. Um, and you could fact check me, whatever you want, but, uh, for the most part, I mean, um, Larson's still six in points. Does he still have a legitimate shot at winning a championship this year? Absolutely. I mean, he's won races left and right. I mean, he's won at Richmond. He's won at Martinsville. He's won at, um, I think that's it, right? 
I think it's just two wins, but he did get the all-star race win as well. That's the one yeah, the, the dominant one. But yep. uh, yeah, for the most part, I mean, who's to say that you can count Larson out? I mean, really, you can't count most of them out, but, um, you know... Oh. I'll put it this way, right? Like, I think with, especially with the format that we have now with the playoffs and all that, like, I think driver skill goes a long way, but what goes even longer is a little bit of luck. Like, all you need sometimes is a little bit of luck to just kind of swing your way to where, you know, you can win a championship. Because I'll be honest with you, like, right now, when it comes down to it, who has better luck? Kyle Larson or Tyler Reddick? I mean, both of them have had pretty crappy luck this year. I would still say Larson. And even if you were to compare like Byron and Larson, like I, I'll tell you, Byron's got a ton better luck this year than Larson. Like literally, I think three out of the four wins that Byron had, he literally like backed into him. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, don't remind me. I mean, that's the thing. Like those races, like when it comes down to it, sometimes it's not that the, you know, I think I can't remember who said this, but it's like, I'd rather have luck any day over skill. And it's sometimes that's what it just comes down to. Like sometimes you just got to be luckier than you have skill. And it's just, I think that's the thing. Truex has got the skill this year, uh, but Byron's got the luck. And that's what scares me is that like, if Byron can keep his lucky streak going or whatever, I think that'd be amazing. But right now here recently, they have fallen off a little bit uh, with consistency, which is not not great, because like man, I was really hoping we would get that regular season championship for Byron, but I I definitely think Joe Gibbs this year is just uh, whew, my goodness that that team they just have everything going right, and they may even get Ty Gibbs in the playoffs this year uh, in his rookie year, so I'd be absolutely huge if they well, could I mean, do that. It's not like that he's already locked up the rookie of the year. I mean, besides the whole. Um... Noah Gregson thing. Yeah. I mean, still, this year it was kind of a no-brainer that Ty Gibbs was going to win. And it it was... A lot of people thought beforehand, I was like, oh man, this is going to be such a good title fight for the Rookie of the Year and stuff like that. And I was like, in the back Not of my head, really. you know, you no. have, if you have Ty Gibbs in good equipment, and then you look at Noah Gregson over at Legacy Motor Club, it's just... Well, let me put it this it's way. It's an unfair advantage. It's like yeah. going against a veteran versus a, you know, a rookie to fight for a championship. It's like, who right. do you think is legitimately going to win? But the problem is, like, even this year, we thought, I, I knew at the beginning of the year, or I thought at the beginning of the year, I should say, like, Gregson would have a lot better fight. The problem is, Legacy just fell off a cliff this year, um, which is their big Way problem. Way off. I mean, which, I mean, we might as well go ahead and get into this, um, you know, which I don't know if you want to, how, how deep you want to go in with this, but uh, um, Noah Gregson, if you haven't heard, uh, not too deep, got, but, I mean, the yeah. gist. Yeah, basically got uh, indefinitely suspended by Legacy and by uh, NASCAR, both uh, basically for liking a... Um, Distasteful uh, meme. We'll say that to least. Uh, yeah. If you know, you know. Uh, if you don't, I'm pretty sure everything... Uh, up to TMZ will tell you what the meme is. Um, wasn't a good one. And so after that, um, they pretty much booted him. Uh, he did apologize on Twitter. Um, uh, he did own up to it. So it was, 
but that he did, but obviously uh, he won't be in back in a race car anytime soon. Uh, but it kind of also sounds like to me that he will not be back next year, um, especially since they're going to Toyota. Uh, there's a lot heavily rumored right now. Uh, you can look on The Athletic uh, by Jordan Bianchi. Um, I think I said his last name correctly. First try, we'll figure it out from there. Um, Bianchi, Bianchi, roughly same thing. Um, there's heavy talks of John Hunter going to the 40C car next year, which I, I personally believe at this point, I don't think they need a two car team. I think right now they really do need to focus on a one car at the most because, uh, Absolutely. Legacy, Motor, Legacy Motor Club has just been struggling. And last year, if you looked at last year, uh, obviously we, we knew that Eric Jones and Ty Dillon were the two cars, uh, we knew one that was really good and the other was just there. And it was kind of hard to tell from that year alone, thinking that Petty GMS had one car. Um, no, they had to. Um, and then Noah joined along, which I, I thought personally looking at it from a, from a standpoint, it was going to look good. You know, you're going to have Eric Jones, the veteran, and you were going to have uh, Noah Gregson, the, the, the two polar opposites as teammates. It was, it was, picture perfect uh unfortunately that wasn't the case and it just kind of went downhill from there i mean noah gregson is pretty much i don't know if this is the worst rookie season in history which it probably is it's wild well i don't know like i would go back to like man almost like 2011 when we had like Justin Allgaier, Andy Lally, like all those guys like as rookies Uh, like no justin Allgaier didn't do a full-time season to like 20 was it 2013? No, 2015. Yeah, I can't remember because like I remember there was one rookie like class that was like so bottom of the barrel thanks to like all the bushwhacking that was going on during yeah, that, that time. That was like 2000. Oh, I mean, yeah. Justin Allgaier didn't get in the cup until like 2014, 2015, roughly. Yeah. 2014, I think, is when he ran. 2014 is when he ran full time. And I think he did it for two years and then he went back down to. Uh, Xfinity, which was the best option, and he keeps doing these like one-year deals, like Turex. Uh, but I think at some point he, you know, he might just say, "Hey, I'm done. I'm yeah. probably done but chasing it." But I, yeah, it's kind of what we were talking about. I I definitely think, and I hate to say this, but like when you're a rookie that's brought into a team that's like Legacy Motor Club, or you know, I don't know, dare I say, like a Rick Ware Racing kind of deal or whatever, it's like. Those are kind of the worst rides you can kind of be put in as a rookie because it's like you're literally trying to come in and make a name for yourself, but at the same time, you're also trying to, you know, help build up this team that's really struggling. I mean, that 42 car from even in 2022 was not great. Like, you know, Eric Jones was definitely doing, you know, miles uh, better than the 42 car. Granted, he wasn't, you know, contending for a playoff you know spot or anything like that but even then they were making strides in the right direction that 42 car never was in 2022 so then in 23 right they hope to bring in noah gregson the problem is gregson's trying to you know get used to a new car and everybody else is already you know pretty much used to it and he's trying to get used to it while at the same time build up a struggling team i mean it's rough on a rookie to do that and um you know, it's not to make an excuse for what he did on social media, but I will say one of the things for like social media is that like 
it's whenever you like something on social media, sometimes like you're just thumbing through social media, you just like something and you don't even know what you liked. Like it's, it's rough, man, with social media right now. Cause you can't even drivers and teams and all that stuff, because it's so easy now to get caught. But at the same time, like you have to be so careful with what you say and do now. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can't, you can't even like show personality sometimes because well, even then, like if you even do like what Denny Hamlin did on his podcast, even like you could be penalized just for coming out and saying, oh, yeah, like I needed to write the guy because like, come on, like it's it's that again, two different situations. But at the same time, it's so I, I hate it because it's like drivers sometimes in some ways can't voice their personality. Uh, but at the same time, you know, another Gregson situation like that that absolutely doesn't look good in any sort of light. Yeah, it's... Social media is one uh, hell of a thing, and mm. um, obviously, we'll we'll see what happens to uh, Noah Gregson's future uh, down the line. So, overall, Michigan was a very interesting race. A lot of spins, smash, and crashes. Uh, but now we're moving on to... Indianapolis road course. Oh, before we do, I'm so sorry. I just have to take oh. like one minute to say this. Um, you know how in Rocket League, whenever like you're trying to carry your whole team and your teammates are just absolutely terrible. Yeah, Tyler Reddick, I'm sorry you had to feel that uh, this weekend. So, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you were carried by Bubba Wallace. <laughs> you, no, Tyler Reddick was carrying his own team. Like, my golly, the pit crews on the 45, like. Oh, golly, y'all have absolutely killed Tyler Reddick's season this year. You did it at Nashville, you did it at Richmond, I think, and now you do it here at Michigan, like, third times, three strikes are out. Like, somebody, let's clean house, clean the house, get new pit crews in there. Don't let Michael Jordan pick out pit crews anymore. Like, come on, let's let's actually get a good pit crew in there. This is why we leave it to the professionals. Exactly. People who know, uh, I mean, not saying Jordan's not doing a bad idea, but. Uh, regardless um now we're moving on to indianapolis <laughs> anyway indianapolis and tyler reddick you really should be doing good here but we'll find out what happens next right um yeah uh it's hard to say not to to pick who at this point austin centric um, no i'm <laughs> i mean i wouldn't be surprised but He's kind of far from my list. Uh, I'm I'm thinking more of a Shane Van Gisbergen, uh, Gisberger Van Gis Gisbergen. <laughs> I'm botching his name um, on purpose, but Shane Van. Oh no, I was gonna do it. I was actually gonna mess up his name. Uh, SVG Shane Van Gisbergen uh, Van. is yep. running again this weekend, and also is going to be running. IRP in the truck series. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, golly, what is he doing? <laughs> what um, is he doing? <laughs> experience for the ovals because he may be coming to NASCAR full time next year, whether well, it's with Trackhouse or Colleague. I'm sorry, but you want experience in the truck series? Um, no. You already know you're going to get a full time ride in the Cup Series. Free like win. Free win. <sighs> I. I don't think it's gonna be a free win, bud. Like I, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's gonna be a free win. Anyways, <laughs> Indianapolis. This is pretty much. It could be the last, but it could be the best race ever. I'll be honest with you. 
I am looking forward to this because there's a lot, and it's it's like uh, Watkins Glen from last year, to where we have a lot of nationalities in here. We have uh, a German, which is Mike Rockefeller. Um, I forgot where Kamoy's from. Uh, I think he's from Japan. I think so too. I'd have to double check on that, but I think so. Fact check on that one. Yeah. Um, Aussie, which is SVG. American, the whole field. Mexico, uh, Suarez, and Jensen from the UK. I, I throughout the whole entire time, I remember we were hyping up this event, or at least I was, and talking about, oh, dude, I can't wait for this guy being here and this, that, the other, and then I forget the most important person, which is Jensen Button, and I forget that he was actually running most of the road courses this year, and I was like. Oh, kind of forgot about that. Yep, so it is Japan. It is Japan. So we have a Japanese driver, UK driver, Mexico driver, American driver, Australian, and German. That's six. We're close to breaking that record like it was at Watkins Glen. Hey, Kimmy, can you just come back so we can break a record? <laughs> can we break another record, please? And can, 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 can you just come back? I want, I want to have you back again for another race. Like, come, come back. Well, okay, um, yeah, also Brody, uh, Brody Kostecki? Yep. Yeah, he's also Aussie. Yep. Or so, is, he, is he Australian? Or, no, because I know Pittsburgh uh, is New Zealand. I could be wrong. I yeah, I'm not sure, but this is gonna be definitely an interesting race because like I'm I'm curious as to see if like with all these big names coming in, if this is gonna help the ratings for the indie road course. Cause let's get real, like I think this is what either makes or breaks the indie road course because like indie road course, I'm sorry, but you gotta go. Indie Oval is so much better. Uh even with this car. With this car, oh my goodness, imagine the draft. Uh, you would get down those straightaways. Holy crap. Um, I gotta say for picks though, definitely I think SVG is gonna be somebody you're definitely gonna want to watch out for. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's circle, it's I just mean, completely it's, obvious pick right there. I mean, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You gotta have SVG on your pick because what happened the last time he showed up for a race? Didn't even know what he was doing, but even though the car was built a little different. And instead of shifting on the right side, he's shifting on the left side. And yeah, he's, he's just, <laughs> yes, he's good. And Gisbergen is good. So I think he's going to have a shot at running inside the top 10, maybe even win. Who even knows? He could still have <laughs> the best track record since 1950 or yeah. uh, 1948. Sorry. We're in the 75th anniversary. Okay. There you go. Um, I definitely got to say as well, Michael McDowell, um, uh, as underdog. kind of maybe, yeah, it's probably like an underdog just because the thing with Michael McDowell is he's got basically the way I see it. He's got two races left that he can really win at, which is going to be Indy Road Course, Watkins Glen, I, Daytona. He's won there before, I know, but the problem with Daytona is it's such a toss up to where like, I honestly have no clue. That's one of those. It's just like, I don't know, but here's the thing about, Michael McDowell. He's not in a must-win situation. He can actually point his way in. Problem is, is that like 
you know, you got to point your way in. And the guys that you're racing against are Ty Gibbs, Daniel Suarez. Oh, and also AJ Allmendinger. The Dinger, I think, is going to be somebody else you're going to definitely want to watch out for. When he got the last, I believe, Gen 6 uh, win at Indy Road, of course. So definitely watch out for the Dinger. Uh, so I have, who? let's see here, McDowell, SVG, uh, AJ Allmendinger. And I got to say for my last one, I think uh, Kobayashi is going to be definitely somebody to watch out for. I'm curious to see how he does in that 67 car um, here at Indy Road Course, just because, man, it's it's going to be such an interesting field that it's like, I wonder who's going to be the like, cream of the crop. And then Austin, I'll be honest with you, if you don't take Tyler Reddick in one of your picks, like uh, I'm going to be disappointed with you. I left him wide open for you. Oh, I didn't know we were we were fending off uh, picks here. Okay. Well, I mean, once we take one, I mean, it's not like you can just take one. Abs like you, you can pick SVG as well. I'm just saying, I didn't pick Tyler Reddick, so I mean, you know, that one's wide open. Yeah, but here's the only problem that the only reason why I don't want to pick Tyler Reddick. Pit crew. Uh, well, yeah, that's one good reason. I mean, to be fair, they had a twenty. 20- <laughs> I saw a meme, and I'm pretty sure you saw it too, but it was more of um, they were showing off the 2311 logo. They were like, oh, yeah, we know we're time showing off the logo. A 20- stop. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same time that it takes for them to make a pit stop, which is pretty funny, I'll admit. Um, but it's really hard because it's a it's really of a coin, a 50-50 chance to pick Tyler Reddick. And I could say the same thing about you know Kyle Larson because it's like – you look at it this year, and there's like tracks that you know that these drivers are going to be good at. I mean, you look at Tyler Reddick. Obviously, he's won at it here last year in a Chevrolet. Now he's in a Toyota. So it's easy to say when you look at Tyler Reddick to be like, hey, he should win this year at the Indy Road Course. And you would think so. The only problem is is that his, his season's kind of been up and down. Like, yes, he won at Coda. And he won it in a really good way. The only problem was is that, you know, ever since then on the road courses, it, you just very rarely hear of Tyler Reddick. You know, so um, while Tyler Reddick is good, I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to pick him. Reddick, he won at Coda. He then, he won at uh, IRP, La- oh, not IRP, <laughs> IMS, uh, oh, yeah, Road America and the Indy Road Course last year. So, I mean, I don't know. He's definitely... Oh, in Texas. Well... Texas ain't a road course, but I'm trying to talk about road courses. (laughs) Like... (laughs) uh, I was was thinking of, like... Yeah, he won, like, three races last year, which was pretty much the most he ever gotten out of RCR because it's, like, he was always so close, but no cigar, and then... So how happened to be his final year at RCR that he was just like, you know what, let me go on a tear real quick. Mm-mm. And then Kyle Busch decided to pick up the pieces where it left off to where whatever tracks Reddick did horribly at, Kyle Busch just seemingly to win them. And it's funny and ironic at the same time. But um, <laughs> Watch Kyle Busch come up and win one of the road courses here at either Indy Road Course or Watkins Glen. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's possible. It's, it really it's, is possible. With, with Kyle Busch, it's possible. But at the same time, I <laughs> I don't know. You know Indy Road Course. Like, I can already tell you now, I'm going to put this on my bingo card for Indy Road Course. There is going to absolutely be a wreck fest in turn one. We may even see a Kyle Larson kamikaze uh, to the 77 again. Like, it, 
it could absolutely happen. Yeah, that was the 42. Which, oh, yeah, I forgot. If, 43 if, at that if time. If you know, it's, oh. it's Ty Dillon. It's still Ty Dillon. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> Ty Dillon could die by Kyle Larson again this year. So, I mean, who knows? He could get lucky. We'll find out. But for the most part, yeah. for my picks this year at the Indianapolis Road Course, it's definitely going to be Shane Van Gisbergen. Hello. Got to pick him. Uh, Michael McDowell will definitely be my underdog, uh, only because he's really good at road courses. Why not pick him? Um, looking at people who could be strong throughout the weekend. So what, like three or two picks? Three. Uh, that's so three picks and an underdog. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think you made three. I'm, already. I'm missing two. Or no, you. Oh yeah, you only made two. Yeah, so I need two more for a definitive. Um, let's see. Thinking about it, uh, I would pick AJ Elmendinger, but yeah, it's just not there. I mean, yes, speed isn't just, there this year. I get it. Yeah, so. no. Uh, I would say Justin Haley, but uh, we can have the circumstances happen on that one. I well, um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things to where like. Chicago is pit strategy and also number two now, colleague, you know, dropping them. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't pick him. Watch him win now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch Justin Haley win the Indianapolis Road Course. Oh, man, wouldn't that be funny? You know, um, actually, uh, well, I don't know if I would. Uh, I was going to go Daniel Suarez just because he won at like Sonoma to just kind of help you out. But I, no, uh-uh, I don't see it. Yeah, because it's really hard right now to figure out like who I want because it's like I want Gisbergen and then you want Michael McDowell as your underdog, so it's kind of like hard to find out who actually. Else you want actually, to win. I think here might be an interesting one, right? I don't know if he's going to win Chase Briscoe because Briscoe in twenty one, Briscoe in twenty one, literally kind of had a rough season, but he looked really good at Indy Road Course. If it wasn't for you know. Uh, what happened with him and Hamlin. So that might be a interesting one to pick. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with this. Shane Van Gisbergen. Martin Truex. Interesting. Why not? Um... Shane Van Gisbergen, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, and Whoa. <laughs> um, Michael McDowell. I talked you into picking Kyle Busch. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, you should be because I was like, man, it. I was like, because I'm looking at the field and it's like, it, I, I mean, here's the thing. You're not totally off. I mean, that eight car did win there last year. It's just Kyle Busch at road. Well, okay, actually, no, to back you up. Kyle Busch looked really good at Sonoma as well, but Truex was just... Dakota. Well, I mean, due to, due to things happening to sway in that direction, yes. Uh, but yeah. for the most part, yeah, Kyle's kind of got a good track record at road courses this year compared to, like, Tyler Reddick and some of the other guys we've been talking about. Because if you look at it, I mean, some of the guys that have 50-50 seasons, uh, Kyle Larson's definitely the number one on that list. I mean, circle above, but then yet again, he's got one more win against Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick is definitely number two on that one. And Kyle Busch will definitely be on that list. I Probably, if it were a top five, he'd probably be on the lower one. 
maybe he might be third, but for the most part, like the more notable ones is Reddick, Larson, and Kyle Bush. But then yet again, Kyle Bush has just has either exceeded expectations. I mean, he has he has exceeded expectations, and he's just trying to get used to this uh, new team. <laughs> but yet again, it's 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 just been a very interesting year for Kyle Bush, uh, to say the least. So, um, with that all being said, that that concludes our Michigan wrap up. Um, Levi, you got anything to add before we sign off? Um, you know. I'm just going to go ahead and take bets here um, on how many green-white checkers we get. Um, I'm going to say three this year. I'm going to say three uh, green-white checkers. I was like, I was saying five. <laughs> Over here, and I was like, he's going to pick five. It's He's going to pick five. And then you were like three, and I was like, wow, I was two away. I think, I think here's the thing. The, here's my mentality, the psychology of it, right? Here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a caution with like two to go, right? And then all of a sudden, you're going to have another green-white checker. You're going to have another green-white checker. At that point, I think the driver's going to be sick and tired of, you know, restarting. So, you know, you may get one more caution and then, you know, drivers are like, okay, let's actually make it through turn one clean now. So, let's see who plays or who wins bumper cars at Indy turn one and let's see if, you know, Somebody takes the Chastain um, excess road like last year as well. <laughs> the, honestly, I think, you know what actually would help ratings at Indy Road Course? A joker lap around the Chastain access road. You have to take one lap around that. A uh, very interesting take from uh, Levi Carroll here. Today. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. It would actually get fans back into seats to get ratings up higher because let's get real. Nobody cares about Indy Road Course. Nobody does. Sorry, but out of all the years, besides wait, it's sort of twenty one. Besides twenty one, I actually look forward um to watching this. I'll be honest with you. Twenty one, I looked forward to. Twenty two was okay. It's just part of the season. Live yeah. on whatever. Um. Now. This year we have a bunch of road course guys, so I'm really looking forward to this the most. So let's find out. <laughs> Indeed, we will. So that will conclude our episode here today on the Couch Cheese Podcast. Uh, we will see you guys next week at Indy. Catch you next time.